We headed to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. We're back, quarter number four here of the Keystone Kickoff Show, coming to you from the Labatt Blue Studio, Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light, bleed blue and white, drink blue and light. Dustin Hockensmith, Greg Pickle, we uh, talking some Penn State wrestling here on the Keystone Kickoff Show, as we usually do. Big duel on Friday, Penn State loses on the road to Iowa, a number one versus number two showdown. A couple individual number one versus number two showdowns there. Uh, but Penn State Falls 1917, it's one of the, the matches that everybody in the country had circled to start the year, uh, built up the anticipation, wild crowd as it usually is out in Carver-Hawkeye Arena, uh, Penn State Falls. But at the same time, Greg, I feel like that should have probably been the expectation. You know, you look at what Iowa brings to the table at each and every one of their starting spots. Yeah. And you look at the gaps that Penn State is still kind of trying to fill there. Uh, looking at 125 with Brandon Meredith. Uh, Verclearance, fine at 149, but he's not an exceptional guy. Bo Pfeiffer, uh, filling in at 157. You got some uncertainty with Brady Berge. Uh, Anthony Cassar's injury uh, at 285 was really a blow. Kyle Connell, you know, the experiment with him at 197 never really was fully healthy for them had to kind of cut bait on that the lineup that Penn State needed to uh, you know a couple things to go right it just hasn't so far so the fact that they're on the road and they're in a duel like this I felt like it was was a win in itself no question and I mean if Mark Hall finds a way to beat Kemmerer and that's pretty much the match right there as far as I'm concerned and he just couldn't couldn't find a way to generate any offense in that match and to me it really was the the one that really turned this uh this entire dual meet on its head for Penn State but to even be at intermission and to be in the position Penn State was I mean you're gonna take that all the time and I know DeSanto got hurt and that changed the outlook of things and nobody predicted that coming into the uh coming into the weekend but you know Verk and I'm gonna pr- I always mess his name up Verklaren is that Verklaren. right Verklaren okay yeah. um for him to not end up on his back is unbelievable. For Piper to not end up on his back is unbelievable. I mean, Iowa had to be counting on at least at minimum tech fall points, I think, out of one of those matches, if not both. They didn't get him from either. Yeah. And so for Penn State then to, they had to feel great after the first handful of bouts. And, you know, again, they, uh, they get into some tough spots where, you know, Shakur Rashid couldn't really get any offense going either. Seth Nevels, um, you know, again, they're in a tough spot. A lot of these weight classes with guys who just didn't, that they either didn't expect to have on the mat at this point in time, or certainly probably didn't expect to have them wrestling in Iowa, even if maybe they knew they have to count on some of these guys earlier in the year. So tough for sure. I mean, I think that um, it's a great learning experience for a lot of these kids, but it is just a weird feeling to be talking about. I believe that was Penn State's first loss in Iowa City in a long time. Yeah. And uh, this season's just been a weird one to talk about because there's not, um, you know, there's just not a lot of consistency, it seems, match in and match out. And that's mostly because of how many guys have been hurt. Yeah, and I, like I said, that's a big win for Iowa. Uh, it's, it's a win over the num- number two team in the country, but this is not 
where Penn State imagined itself to be. Now, there was always going to be a transition this year from um, having lineups that had a steady run of not just guys who were NCAA title hopefuls, but transcendent guys, guys who were yeah. household names, your Bo Nichols, your Zane Rutherford, your David Taylors, your, you know, Ed Bruce, you, you, you go back in, in time and, um, Penn State didn't really have one of those guys on this team. Yeah, Vincenzo Joseph has a, you know, is a national champion. Mark Hall is a national champion. Um, but they're not quite the same, like automatic, no doubt about it, right. national champ type type guys. So they were gonna have to redefine the whole thing anyway. You thought Kyle Connell coming in could give him a, a shot. Uh Rashid has been has been hurt and and I'm not sure where his season is going exactly uh yet. Hasn't looked like himself since he's come back. Um, so there's still some things to answer here, but, uh, you know, Penn state, I thought, I thought fought really hard. You can, uh, you can make the case that they, they could have, or should have won, or if Mark Hall wins, they shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. And that's right. You know, in, in a micro, in, in a macro sense, it's also in the sense that, uh, you know, Austin DeSanto, you can never pencil in six points for Penn state in that match. Right. Um, you know, I know that, uh, probably Has there been any news about him. Since then. the the only thing I've seen is that one of the brands um, said that they thought he could have finished that match, so they said they said that publicly. I'm and surprised either one of them had any voice left after all the running around and carrying. Those guys, on are, they those did. guys are nuts. Oh, they those are. guys are nuts, aren't they? They they're, are. they're, they're, they they could not be more opposite from Kale Sanderson if they tried. Right. And sometimes I do think they're trying, but anyway. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe he could have finished it. Maybe not. I had more of an issue with the first stoppage and the second one. The set, the first one. You know, the second one, I thought they were cranking his knee a little bit, so I, I can see that. But the first one, I mean. He didn't. He was in this no. His, his legs were in no different position before he got rolled on his back than after. Yeah. <laughs> somehow, you know, he had this terrible match stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's it's hard. It's to always inter- interesting for sure. It's hard to interpret what this means when you're looking at just 133 pounds, just Roman Bravo Young, and him being a national title contender. What you could have projected was, oh, he was going to pin him anyway. Um, that should, that is a legitimate win. And maybe yeah. that's true, but you just don't know the impact that this knee had on any of the, um, transactions in that match. Um, I thought last year in NCAAs, Bravo Young lost to Austin DeSanto, but I thought that they were definitely in the same neighborhood as each other. I think Bravo Young, um, in a lot of ways, looks like he's improved more than Austin DeSanto. So maybe kind of closed that gap on right. him some. So, but I, I don't think you can really use this for that conversation at all. But what I think you can say is that Roman Bravo Young has gotten, has gotten a lot better. Yeah. And he's one of the guys, you know, mentioning the reconstruction of the lineup in the absence of transcendent talents, but him and Nick Lee are, are the two guys where you say, okay, if these guys are going to be in the national finals or if they're going to win national titles, both of both scenarios are entirely possible. If they're going to be that, then Penn state, still might have themselves a shot here. They've taken blow after blow after blow this year and and not a lot has gone right, but they're still not out of the conversation. And I think Friday night in that dual environment, I think reinforced that. I do too. And I think that again, Kale Sanderson, as long as he has enough guys to take to the NCAA tournament, he's never going to be out of the equation because they'll always hunt for bonus points. And no matter how many other programs try and 
uh, emulate that model, it seems like very few to none can actually follow through on, you know, actually doing it. And so they're always going to have a shot when they go out there, as long as they have enough guys to go with them. Of course, the problem this year is, is there just might be one too many holes to, uh, to stay in that conversation. But I don't know. You know, I look at this match. I, I don't know about you. I was impressed by what the Brooks kid did. Uh, 184, you know, he was, uh, came into that match and, uh, you know, more, I want to, don't want to say more or less controlled the entire thing, but I thought he wrestled well. And then I guess, you know, we still got some time left to get to Sunday, but I mean, that was more or less your garden variety, ho-hum Penn state wrestling victory where, um, <laughs> yeah. you just kind of looked down the list and it was uh, pure domination almost across the board. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, Maryland wins at 25, but nothing else. And, uh, and it was a blowout from start to finish. Yeah, I mean, Rec Hall is going to sell out any opportunity you get to to wrestle in front of the home home crowd because right. it just doesn't happen that often. And it's something special Penn State's got going that I hope they keep it going for forever. But um, I think you know you mentioned Penn State always hunting for bonus points, and that's that's a hundred percent true. But I was having a conversation with a, re- a high school wrestling coach um, over the weekend, and just talking about the the postseason and where some programs their guys rise into the spotlight instead of shrink away from it right they, they wrestle unafraid they wrestle they're not they're not worried about failing they're not worried about losing they they are are true to themselves and they are aggressive and they don't they don't wrestle with that hesitation it's pretty it's a pretty exceptional quality no matter what level you're looking at that to me is where Penn State has thrived as much as anything and I think they'll do it again they'll rise and they'll rise into the bright lights they will wrestle their best when it means the most because that for however Kale Sanderson's doing it whether that is a practice thing whether that that is a um, attitude projection thing, whether that's a cue that they pick up from him, whether the, his calmness exudes over, you know, it, it, it spills over to the rest of the guys on his team. Maybe it's all of the above. That's where Penn State will be. And I think, you know, for the most part, looking down the results from Friday night at Iowa, I think that, that was true at Carver Hawkeye too. You're in a hostile environment. You are totally out, outmanned when it comes to just talent, rankings, whatever. You are totally outmanned in yep. that duel. You should not have been in the same neighborhood. Bo Piper losing a decision. Jared Verclearen losing a decision to rank guys. Uh, Brandon Meredith he stayed off his back. You know, right. he gave up five and not six. I think that's about as good as you can do against uh, Spencer Lee. Correct. You know, you have these guys who, and no disrespect, uh, but I, I when I was having this conversation, I called him mutts. You know, like I was got a top 10 guy up and down their lineup. Penn State has guys who will never in their life will be ranked and they're wrestling with those guys and they did their jobs. They kept the match at a point where Penn State had a shot just in the end. They didn't have enough, but they were destined to not have enough. Correct. Yeah, they went to they went to enemy territory without enough. And I credit to Kale Sanderson and to this group of wrestlers for really um, finding a way to stay competitive in a match that they just had no business being competitive. And again, um, if you were predicting this match ahead of time, you would have expected uh, at forty nine and fifty seven for Penn State to give up probably at least four. Yeah, at minimum. At least between those two weights, you're looking at at least eight points. Right. Probably, maybe more. Maybe, maybe closer more, to yeah. nine. Maybe yeah. ten, nine or ten. Yeah. Right. And yeah. the fact that they only give up six is pretty astonishing. So, 
Uh, you take the lumps when you can. Again, I think a lot of these guys learn something that they probably have never learned before. Um, and, and they roll through the rest of the schedule now, um, you know, probably better for it. So we'll see how it all shakes out at eight and two at this point. I know the record doesn't really mean a whole lot to a lot of people, but it'll be interesting. I mean, there's what, only four dual matches left, I believe, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Ohio State, and then American. So, um, you know, there's still a few fun, more, uh, fun bouts left to come. Um, looking at individuals, Mark Hall didn't wrestle his best match. And I think maybe to, to your point. Some of these guys needed that. I don't want to say wake up call, but a sense of urgency for, for Mark Hall. Maybe he needed to experience um, defeat to find that next gear in time for when it matters the most in March. Losing to Michael Kemmer is never a, a bad loss. A lot of people unimpressed with the way he looked in that one. A lot of people also talk about the fact that I guess Michael Beard was there. He was on the bench yeah. uh, thinking about what might happen at 197 pounds. Will they burn his red shirt? Will they not? Uh, it'll be interesting to watch. I you know It really kind of comes down to how healthy Shakur Rashid is and whether he can be healthy enough to actually wrestle to his capability in the postseason. We haven't seen a whole lot from him at this point. That's why a lot of people are clamoring for Michael Beard, just like they clamor for for Aaron Brooks. It might be the season of red shirts being pulled. We'll see. Uh, again, Penn State wins 40-3 to at Maryland. Big weekend coming up uh, at Wisconsin, at Minnesota. We'll learn a little bit more about this team, but I think you're watching this team, not with how it performs in duels, but with how the individuals in this lineup, how close will they be to being in their peak when the postseason comes. So stick around. We'll keep talking Penn State Wrestling on this show. For now, that's it for this edition. You can check us out at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com. This is where the temperatures are unkind. This is where water freezes in the blink of an eye. This is where the wind bites harder than a mid-ice cross-check. This is where the beer is always on ice. This is Labatt Hockey, played the way Mother Nature intended. Labatt Blue is proud to support pond hockey and all the hearty souls that like to play it cool. This is Labatt Hockey. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Life gets complicated, and it only gets more complicated when things change, which is why AAA insurance agents take the time to talk with you so that they can help you choose the best auto and home coverage. Don't put off getting protected. Let AAA help cover what you care about. Insurance that's not just insurance. Talk to your local AAA insurance agent or visit AAA.com to learn more about AAA. Hi, this is Dustin Hawkinsmith from the Keystone Sports Network. For the best Penn State football analysis and commentary, go to KeystoneSportsNetwork.com. The rest of the KSN team and I will bring you game reviews, player evaluation, recruiting news, and plenty more. You may even hear directly from some of your favorite recruits. That's KeystoneSportsNetwork.com. You can also take Keystone Sports Network with you. Go to your app store and download Keystone Sports for your mobile device. For Penn State football news 52 weeks a year, count on the Keystone Sports Network.